Welcome to the Nobody Like Jesus podcast. Bringing hope and healing for inmates and the free world. Inspired preaching, teaching, interviews and music sharing the good news. There's nobody like Jesus. Okay, hello, welcome back everybody. This is your host, Brother McMorris. Welcome back to the Nobody Like Jesus podcast. I'm here with our founder and president, Brother Dickinson. Hey, Brother Dickinson. Hello, Brother McMorris. How we feeling today? Oh man, we feeling with our hands. We feeling great. Got the Holy Ghost. We're going into part nine. Coming out of Mama's house, man, I'm fired up. It's been a long time. I feel like you done passed away on us or something. Oh, man. Well, I ain't been dead, but I'm going to give you some updates on that. But we're so glad that we're back together, man. Why don't you go ahead and pray us in, brother? The Lord in heaven, we come to you right now in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus Christ, that sin-killing name, the only name that's above all names, the one and only name that can save us, God, from a devil's hell and from our flesh the name of Jesus. We ask you, God, that you'll anoint us today, anoint this study, anoint everything that we do, the hearers of it, God, that you'll bring great revelation. God, we don't want to send nobody out of our flesh, out of our human nature, God, and we ask you that your word will go forth and accomplish, God, what you sent forth it to do in Jesus' Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, so glad to be back on the podcast quick update for everybody i know we kind of fell off the face of the earth there but last time we were in doing coming out of mama's house part eight i'd asked everybody to be in prayer that we had had the opportunity to go and preach an amish tent revival and man brother dickinson what a revival we had so we went out there and seven days of preaching every night and every single night just pure doctrine and people receiving the holy ghost and getting baptized in jesus name every single night and then some local churches in the area showing up helping us there and then that continuing on to us going and preaching for some of them and revival has just continued and in fact over the past 30 days we have been non-stop. In fact, I think we've been home in North Little Rock for a service, I think just one service in the past month. So we've been wide open, but I tell you what, Brother Dickinson, it hadn't been for naught because me and my wife went to tallying up the numbers the other day and we have seen 25 people baptized in Jesus' name in the past 30 days and over 50 people that have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by Praise speaking God. in other tongues. Isn't that incredible? Yes, that's awesome. You know, Brother McMorris, I heard you say this the other day. Uh, we was in a conversation, and uh, I, I want you to kind of elaborate on it a little bit. And I know some of our hearers are this Holy Ghost with tongues and stuff is still a little foreign, um, you know, as far as getting greater information. And as it's coming out of Mama's house, go stronger we, we discussed that in great detail but what what i was wanting you to elaborate on a little bit the other day i overheard you talking while i was on the phone with you 
that, you know, a lot of people says, oh, man, that has got the Holy Ghost, that has got the Holy Ghost, you know, and especially when you're at a big revival or something and numbers can get really jumbled. But you made a statement the other day that really impressed me. You said, you know, I don't just say that this number or this number got the Holy Ghost unless I personally hear them speak in tongues and, and witness it that I know that that, you know, I feel that it's a strong, authentic count. So kind of elaborate on that, on that yeah. 50 there, because that, that really impresses me. Yeah. So, so first thing, you know, of course, my testimony and anybody that you hadn't heard my story, go back. We got it in our episodes. Rest if you must, but don't ever quit. And, you know, I was shot, matter of fact, November the 30th makes two years ago when I was in the middle of that shootout. And I was struck in one temple and out the other temple straight through my head with a nine millimeter. Well, it severed both of my optic nerves and I shouldn't see, period. So it's a miracle that I see it all. However, because of, you know, the disruption there, at a distance, things are blurry. And so, whereas maybe before it had been easier for me to see at a distance and say, oh, I see somebody over there, they look like they're talking in tongues, it's different now. And you're right, so I'm very particular about just throwing out numbers just because. And so, when it comes to someone receiving the Holy Ghost, you know, Jesus said, the wind bloweth where it listeth, thou hearest the sound thereof, knows never where it's coming from, neither where it's going. And so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So everybody that's born of the Spirit, there's a sound that comes forth. There's a language that comes forth. And so I'm funny about, I want to be particular, and I won't count a person receiving the Holy Ghost unless I'm there, right there, close enough to where I see them receive the Holy Ghost. I see that it's genuine, and I see them talking in tongues myself. So when I say that number 50-plus, The reason I say the plus there is because especially that last night of the tent revival in Terre Haute, there were about 40 new Amish people that showed up and they hadn't been there any other nights. And at the end of the service, we gave an altar call. They were in the altar. They were praying. They were crying. They were genuine, but they weren't receiving the Holy Ghost. And it was actually my wife who spoke up and said, hey, baby. She come to me, tapped me on my shoulder. She said, they're probably not repenting because you can't get the Holy Ghost without repenting. And so I said, you know what? That's exactly right. And they probably don't even know what real repentance is. And probably in their mind, they're thinking repentance is apologizing for all the stuff I've been doing today and I'm probably going to do tomorrow. But that's not repentance. So real quick, I walked them through repentance and told them, you know, I said, hey, everybody that's praying, stop praying. I shut the music down. I said, look, if you're praying, we're going to go right back into it. But maybe you've never repented. Maybe you don't even know what repentance is. And I briefly went over how it's a change of mind, a change of direction, that it holds a military connotation, which means an about face or to turn in the opposite direction. And so I explained that to him, and I said, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to repent, and we're going to change our direction in life. We're going to change our mindset. We're going to pray that God will help us do it. And we're going to believe, number one, that God will forgive us. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. But number two, that he's willing to give us the Holy Ghost. Because a person's not going to receive the Holy Ghost if they don't believe they're going to receive it. And so... 
I did that and I told him that and we went right back into praying and I literally could not keep up with how many people had started receiving the Holy Ghost and were talking in tongues. So that night I didn't count any of them. And so that's why I say 50 plus. So 50 that I've been in their face, praying with them, seeing them receive the Holy Ghost, or either we baptized them and seen them come out of the water speaking in tongues, but plus on the side that, man, there's some that I wasn't able to be right there and see them and count them. So who knows? But man. it's been incredible. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. You know, there's a lot of our listeners that this speaking in tongues and the Holy Ghost and stuff may be a little foreign. So if you, if you guys are tuning in, you're listening to us, if you haven't listened to the previous coming out of Mama's house, I ask you to please go back and, and listen to uh, part one. And then I think it's listed on the inmate tablets, uh, part two and part three, part four. They may have it abbreviated a little bit. We went in and changed it, uh, Brother McMorris did, to say coming out of Mama's house, but uh, it didn't change over on the inmate tablet, so it's still uh, showing uh, like it's part coming out of Mama's house, part one, and then the next part it may be abbreviated as the first letters. But if you haven't listened to our previous lessons, please go back, listen to them, stay with us because we're going to cover this this Holy Ghost that we're talking about with tongues, and we're going to cover some scriptures. Even if you disagree with us, maybe you're maybe you're familiar with this teaching. And you just you just don't like it. Uh, stay with us. Stay stay yeah. with us and listen to it. Give us an opportunity to share these scripture because you know you never what you may come across. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff here. Oh, that's and we want we want to talk about it. Yeah, and that's the yeah. truth. Yeah, do yourself a favor and keep up with us. Go back if you're just tuning in. Go back and get caught up. Find out where we are now and stay in tune. So one big deal here is that when we do these Bible studies, these aren't opinion-based Bible studies. This is strictly scriptural-based, and this is what does the Bible say. The Bible says that no scripture is of any private interpretation. So you can't take a scripture and say that ain't what it means. It only means one thing. And so even if it's something that you're unfamiliar with or that maybe you're not agreeable with, well, tune in and see what we got to say about it and find out for yourself. But don't do yourself such a disjustice by missing out on all the rest of it. There's some good material in there that you want to get in and dig out. Amen. And I think also we'll what we'll do is, you know, this coming out of Mama's house, a kind of a study that Brother McMorris and, and Pastor Copeland has helped me <clears throat> get going, uh, something I felt a burden for. But Brother McMorris, uh, him and a couple other brothers, teach a Thursday night study um, that's at uh, LTC in North Little Rock. They they hold it to people that if people off the street can come in, people of the church can come in. And uh, we want to try to start recording that as soon as they get caught up. Brother McMorris and another brother that he's uh, partners with, uh, they're going to set up a studio for this uh, podcast, and they're going to try to start getting those studies on. So we're going to have more Bible studies going than just preaching. So uh, y'all just hang in here with us. And, uh, man, I'm excited That's about right. it. That's right, yep. And also, so... I do want to apologize to all of our listeners because I know we took off there with a rocket for a little bit. 
We were getting a bunch more sermons uploaded, and we were knocking these coming out of Mama's House Bible studies out. And then Terre Haute came, and revival just sprung out. And so while, yes, we've been busy doing the work of the Lord, I also don't want to neglect any of our listeners, and I don't want to neglect any other responsibilities. You know, David, Brother Dickinson, before he ever went to bring his brother's lunch, he found somebody to take care of the sheep. And before he ever went to fight Goliath, he found somebody to take care of that cart that had that lunch for his brothers. So no matter what you got coming, you always want to take care of your responsibilities and never leave them undone. So I do want to apologize for everybody, but we're back home and we're getting it. We're going to have some more sermons that are actually going to be uploaded this weekend. I'm going to try to get a great deal of them put on there, and we're going to get back in action here and back in routine. So with that, go ahead. Did, uh, did Brother uh, Nathan Davis ever get any music to you? No, he hasn't gotten any music yet. He's working on that as well. We're going to have some music to upload on the podcast and some other things as well. But for now, I've got, I've got some preaching that's already uploaded there. I've just got to post them to the podcast. All right. I know we've had some listeners that's written in and said that they was really excited early on when we first started. They was really excited about trying to get some music. And Pastor Copeland and them had <clears throat> cut a disc. I think him, his son, his daughter-in-law, a few of them, they had, they had cut a deal. And uh, that's on there. But I think that's about our limited to music. And I, I really want to get some of our listeners that's, that's anxious for some music. Um uh, some more music on there. So. Yes, sir. Well, we're going to get on that. What are any announcements that you've got to make, Brother Dickinson? All right. Um, so for the Texas DOC, everybody that's in Texas Department of Correction, uh, the Bible Study Department has want, wanted us to make an announcement. That's the NLJ Bible Study Department out of the Stuttgart address. They said that they are receiving everyone's Bible studies. And this new transition, what has happened for everybody that's listening in, most of the DOCs are trying to obsolete snail mail at the best. And so for us states that have not actually been obsoleted on the mailroom snail mail with correspondence, get ready. It's coming. It's fixing to be a blanket deal. So with the Securus tablets, uh, the Texas DOC has pretty much obsoleted uh, correspondence, and they tagged our Bible study as a correspondent. So our department wants everyone to know in the Texas DOC that they have mailed out studies. Some of them went to the units and it's been returned. Now they're mailing it to the hub where they copy it and then it goes to the inmate's tablet. And they said, once it gets on your tablet, you can just write the answers or whatever down. Make sure you write the answers and the up to the questions to your lessons where it's comprehended. They can understand what you're answering and mail it back in. It's just going to be a little bit slower process, but everybody in the Texas DLC, the Bible study department said, hang in there. They are getting on top of it. They're going to get you your studies. So keep your head up. Thank you for listening to us and getting this message. I've got a few shout outs here. Uh, some of these are some old write-ins, but, uh, got clinton bird at the brickies unit at arkansas i want to give him a shout out oh hold on wait a minute i was i was going to shout out the bird <laughs> I, I 
Maybe, maybe I need to let you do a shout out. Man, there, that man. was uh, that was my shout out. I was gonna shout out to Brother Bird. <laughs> Go ahead, know, brother. I think we can we can double whammy him on it. You know, on that Bird Man at the Brickyard. Yeah. We love you, Brother Clinton Bird Man. Love you work there. We got Randall Outland at the Clemens Unit in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, Ralph Riley at the Cummins Unit, Grady, Arkansas. We love you, Brother Riley. Brother Outland, we love you. Brother Michael Angelo Woodworth at the Shawnee Correctional DOC in Topeka, Kansas. Uh, Justin Hilton at Fulton, Missouri. Grant Scantling at the Cowdy Ridge Unit, Washington. Now, some of these done transferred to some other facilities. We just want to tell y'all, man, uh, we, we did the, we did the uh, magazine, and we put a lot of you guys' letters in the magazine, so people that are getting the magazine um, are going to get y'all's letters y'all wrote in. They really blessed us a lot, and I don't know if y'all got somebody wrote y'all back or not, but we just want to let y'all know we love y'all and that y'all are important to us. We've got Zachary Husley at Gulf Correctional institute and i guess that that's in florida y'all forgive me my old arkansas vernacular ain't that good uh we watch a hichi or cookie <laughs> it's a funny <laughs> name man uh down in florida anyway they know what i'm talking about brother zachary we love you brother zachary shadwick at uh arkansas uh alicia Corranza, Corranza, i guess it would be pronounced uh the hobby unit marlin texas james Steele, south southeast State Correctional Complex, Elizabeth Murphy, uh, Randall Ford, Parish Regal, and Cody Story. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all writing in. We appreciate y'all staying tuned in. We're praying for y'all. And uh, we uh, also want everybody to know that uh, we, and when Brother Copeland was hosting this, y'all know we was getting the uh, magazines. The magazine was approved on the tablets. It's actually on the tablet, but when you click on it, it won't open up. So I've got a brother and sister down in Georgia, uh, Brother Daryl and uh, his wife, Sister Shannon Jarrett are on top of this they're they're chiseling this thing away but everybody that, that believes that prayer moves god we are wanting at nlj we're wanting to get an app on the tablets this is our desire so i want everybody please be in prayer with us on this and what we want is we want an app like pando and uh it'll be set up kind of just like pando we'll have audio we'll have video we'll have preaching sermons live from churches we'll have different podcasts we'll have ebooks we'll have a church directory if you get ready to proll out go home there'll be different churches to choose from in your area we'll do our bible studies we'll have college courses so please be in prayer about this nlj app that we're trying to get on the secures tablets we really need god to move there so anybody wants to give us up some prayer, some fasting, some really shaking the throne room of God to get this door open, it'll be a one-stop shop for the apostolic faith. We'll be working with the UPCI, the ALJC, several independents, and with that, we'll be offering their material and stuff on there. It'll be open for them to come in and, and post books and sermons, etc. So once we get that going, uh, anybody tune in that got churches, want their pastor on there, once we get it going, 
uh, we'll announce. You guys can contact us, and we'll just try to get your churches and stuff on there, man. That'll be a sweet lick. So, uh, anyway, with no further ado, brother, that's that's all I have on the shout-outs and the, and the updates. Yep, well, that sounds good to me. And with that being said, let's jump off into it, brother. So we're coming out of Mama's house, part nine. So, part nine. We're still on water baptism. Yep. Uh, with this water baptism, we've been discussing the Gospels. Uh, what is the Gospel? The Gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We talked about that it is essential that we must obey the Gospel. How do you obey the death, the burial, and the resurrection? First of all, you have to know what um, the death, the burial, and the resurrection represents in order to, to obey it. We've talked about the death is repentance we die out to sin we die out to our fleshly desires and this is uh the same as when christ died on the cross so if christ is death that's us obeying that is when we repent and we are working on now the burial and we've been talking multiple things about burial and it's symbolic to baptism. We talked about how Paul said in Romans, it said many of you that have been buried with Christ have been baptized into Christ. And so we're talking about the sensuality through Scripture, uh, how it should be done. Should it be emerged? Is it, should it be sprinkled, poured? We're fixing to get into that. Is it okay for infants? We're going to cover a baptism in its entirety the best that we can when it comes to water immersion. And in part... Seven and eight, we talked about it being essential or being needed. Is it a must? Is it should it be done for salvation? And we've covered some scriptures with that. At the tail end of that, we didn't get to talk, uh, but I want to look at uh, some people throw up the combative scripture there in First Corinthians uh, one, uh, chapter one, verses fourteen through seventeen. Do you have that pulled up there, Brother McMorris? I'm in 1 Corinthians. I'm in chapter 1. Verses 14. And I'm in verses 14. Paul saying, I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius. Lest any okay, stop right there for a second. Yep. So here, here's the controversy. We're going to read down to 17, but here's the controversy. So Paul says, I thank God that I baptized none of you. So basically they're saying, well, Paul said he didn't baptize anybody. So in minister, he should be doing some baptism. Continue to read, brother. Lest any should say that I had baptized in mine own name. And I baptized also the household of Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be of none effect. All right, so here in 17 is the reiterating of, he says, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Now, that isn't a strong enough doctrine to say that Paul didn't baptize nor that Paul didn't preach baptism was essential. Paul was basically an evangelist. He was an apostle. He went in. He established churches. He ministered. He would go back to the churches that he established. And his primary deal was 
to preach gospel, which was the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he preached it. He he preached it that the death was the the repentance, that uh, burial was water baptism, that resurrection was the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So what he said here, there was a lot of conflict that people were saying, oh, I'm of Paul, or uh, I'm of this person, or I'm of that person. And Paul says, listen, ma'am, we need to be focused on Christ. We were baptized in the name of Christ, not in the name of Paul. I'm glad that I didn't baptize any of you so you couldn't say that you was baptized in my name. So Paul wasn't saying that water baptism wasn't preached. He wasn't saying that it wasn't essential. He was just saying that there was a lot of conflict going on here in this letter, and he was preaching to them, listen, man, y'all, you need to get your eyes off the preacher and put that's your eyes right. on the cross. That's and right. And that's where the, the this scripture can get out of hand when Paul says, I got, I'm glad you sent me to baptize anybody. Well, we see all through the scripture that he baptized people. Right. He wasn't saying that he didn't believe in baptism. He was saying that he was sent to establish churches and these pastors need to be doing the baptism. Not that's saying it. that they, they're the only ones that could. That's it. The, uh, the, um, the idea that Paul was trying to and focus on there was that get your eyes off of me. This isn't about me. This isn't about my name. This is about Jesus' name. That's right. That's right. You know, I got a got Brother Bird down here at East Arkansas. And uh, since Brother Bird got filled with the Holy Ghost and, uh, and, and turned away from sin and really started, uh, you know, he's got a unique testimony of himself. Uh, uh, but we don't have time to go into that right now. But when he got really on the beat for Jesus and started ministering for the kingdom of God, you know, he wonderful work man he's led a lot of people to this great truth he's still doing it today and uh nobody can say they're baptized in the name of clinton bird you know clinton bird is ministering that they have to be baptized in the name of jesus and it's not that hey look at me look look at me look at me as clinton bird no brother bird is saying look look at jesus christ look at jesus christ and so you know, I just, I, I love Brother Bird, and I love his wonderful ministry that he's doing. And, and so that's what was basically happening in that day and time. Like you said, Brother McMorris, that they was trying to, you know, focus on the man doing the preaching or the ministering rather than focusing on the one that brings the salvation. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's go to another scripture. This is another topic. This is also a controversial topic, and there's many different theological points here. It's in 1 Corinthians 15 and 29. And um, I'm, I'm going to kind of just throw a few quick ideals out there, and then I'm going to throw in uh, the interpretation of this. So, yep. So we're in 1 Corinthians 15, chap chapter number 15, verse number 29. says, Else... What shall they do which are baptized for the dead, if the dead rise not at all? Why are they then baptized for the dead? All right, so here, there's a lot of modern-day teaching, and, and inside uh, Mormonism is, is a main deal that you could be baptized for the dead. And this scripture, reading it at face value, seems to elude that but when you know the history surrounding this particular text 
and there is a great debate inside uh, scholars of what was really being conveyed here. Let's jump up to about 27 and then go back into 29, and so we can bring a little bit clarity here. Yep, so verse 27 says, For he hath put all things under his feet, but when he saith... It's just talking about the he here. Hold on, Brother Memo. The he here is talking about Jesus. Continue. Correct. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be oh. in all. Okay, so we, we stop right there at 28. Paul is writing a letter to the church of Corinth, and it's full of different different dogmas and different teachings uh, and different thoughts. Some some of the believers, and when you deal with Judaism, you believe you you dealt with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the Sadducees didn't believe in any kind of resurrection or hereafter. They felt like that once you died, you was dead, you was in the grave. The Pharisees they believed that there was a resurrection there was a hereafter well when the churches start to form what went down here is there was some of that teaching was that there was no resurrection there was nothing hereafter uh and so paul is saying look and when we look at 20 27 and above he talks about how uh that, that christ died and that he raised and that once everything is subdued in 26, he talked about the last enemy shall be destroyed, that is death. And then in 27, when we picked up that, it said, for he has put all things under his feet. Now, this is at the last moment. This is when everything's been destroyed and we're fixing to be in glory with Christ. And so he's elaborating on the resurrection. He's elaborating on the hereafter. And then in 29, he says, else what shall they do which are baptized for the dead? So basically, Paul's telling the church of Corinth, he said, if you don't believe in the resurrection, if you don't believe in the last days, if you think you're just, why, why were you even baptized? Right. Why were you even baptized for the dead? Because you had this erroneous teaching that was also done crept in, just like the Mormons have, that you can be baptized for the dead. So why are you even baptizing people for the dead? Right. Now, here's the thing. If you try to say that this teaching itself is Paul saying to baptize people for the dead, so say if I died, Brother McMorrison, I wasn't baptized, you could go get baptized for me. Uh, well, if you try to teach that, you have no other scripture in the Bible mentions being baptized for the dead. This is an isolated teaching. The Bible said, let everything be established in the mouth for two or more witnesses. What we have here is Paul is addressing an isolated, erroneous teaching in the church of Corinth. So basically, he was teaching two things here. He was utilizing their teaching for baptizing for the deaf to combat the resurrection. Yep. And with that, he makes this statement. One little sentence, and so many people have run. There's other teachings that says that uh, Paul was teaching that we're baptized for the death of Christ. And I don't have time to spend a whole lot on this subject today, but I, I wanted to cover that. You got anything you want to throw in there before we move on? No, that's absolutely right. Everything you said was perfect there. Um, again, if there's some stuff that comes up, 
regarding some of this teaching that we have right in and I'll try to expound on it a little bit more. Again, I don't I don't want to cover too much time on this. I want to get back into the basics of the uh, baptism and uh, being being part of the, uh, uh, the the burial of Jesus Christ. I want to talk about the name. Let's go to Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Yep, I'm in Matthew. Brother Mac. Twenty eight nineteen. Brother Mac Morris. Go ahead. I'm going to let you kind of run with this. Uh, I just feel in my spirit. I'm going to let you run with this. Um, and then I'll kind of chime in from time to time with you. But I, I, I want to talk about the name. Let's spend yeah. some time here, probably a good 15, 20, 30 minutes on the name before we wrap it up. But I, I want you to start with that Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. And yeah. if you want me to pull some scriptures for you, I will. Oh, I got them, brother. You know I do. This is my uh, hobby horse right here. <laughs> Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So the first thing we notice there is that Jesus is telling his disciples, go and baptize them in the name. But note, it doesn't say in a name or in the multiple names. And it doesn't say in the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the name of the Holy Ghost. But it says uh, in the name of the Father, comma, and of the Son, comma, and of the Holy Ghost. So that tells us that there is a name, a single name for the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So then the problem there would be, well, what is that name? Now, many people would then turn around and use the formula of, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Well, those are titles, and those are good titles, but they aren't names. So what we have to find here is what are the names? So first we're going to go to John, and we're going to go to chapter number 10. And verse 30. Take us there. While we're going there, brother, let me let me throw let me throw this out there. As Brother McMorris is showing us the singularity, there's one single name. As he as he shows that it doesn't say names with an S on the end of that word, plural, making it plural. But there's a name or the name of the Father, the name of the Son, the name of the Holy Ghost. He's gonna show us that one name. Let us keep in mind when Jesus gives this commission in this particular text, he gave it to the 11 disciples. He gave it to those that were with him in his close proximity. We're reading this text that he gave to them years later, and we're going to discuss how those 11 done it. Did right. they do it by saying in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, or did they use a particular name? Right. So that, you know, nowhere in the scriptures can you find them actually saying, uh, anybody literally saying, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's Not right. Not one single scripture does it do that. And we're fixing to look at that name. Yeah, you and that, that's one, right. That's right. So you're in 10 and 30. So take us to 10 and 30. And that's right, because they had the revelation of who this was talking to them and what he was saying. So John 10 and 30, what's it say? I and 
my father are one. Jesus said, I and my father are one. Nope, stay right there. I'm in John 5 and 43 where Jesus said, I am come in my father's name and you receive me not. what now? I am come in my father's name and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. So Jesus said, I didn't come in my own name. This name that I bear, it isn't mine. And it would tell us later in Corinthians, I don't know the exact chapter and verse, but he hath inherited a name, which is above every name. Well, the, the only way that you inherit something is if it was first somebody else's. So Jesus Come said, John, Jesus said, John 5, 43, I'm coming my father's name and you receive me not. If somebody come in their own name, him you would receive. So the name that he came in it is his father's name. So in that case, the name of the father is Jesus. Then we go to Matthew 1 and 21. Me, go ahead. Let me read that. Let me read that Hebrews that you just quoted. Yeah. Hebrews 1 and 4, for our listeners, you can go back and look it up. It says, being made so much better than the angels. This is talking about Jesus. It yep. said he was made better than the angels as he has by inheritance yeah. obtained a more excellent name than they. This says that Jesus obtained his name by inheritance. So That's therefore, it. like Brother McMorris said, it had to pass. Somebody else had to have it. So before Jesus was born, the Father had that name and Jesus inherited it. That's it. He oh, had the name. He let him inherit it. So the name of the Father, what are we looking for? We're looking for the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Well, Jesus just told us, I inherited my name. I come in his name. So the name of the Father is Jesus. Matthew 1 and 21, and she shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. His people, not his father's people, his people, not his daddy's people, his people. So the name of the Son is Jesus. So we got the name of the Father is Jesus, and the name of the Son is Jesus. So we need the name of the Holy Ghost then. We're going, we're going to John... We're in John 14. 14. Yep. You beat me there, brother. You read my notes faster than me. We're in John 14, 26. Read that for us, brother. It says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, yep. whom the Father will send in my name. Whose name? He shall teach you. Jesus' name. Yeah. Jesus is talking here. This is in red if you got a red letter edition, but it, it doesn't matter if it's red letter edition or not. Jesus is speaking in this particular text, and he's talking about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost yep. who will come after him. And he says again, he says, but the Comforter, this is John 14, 26, he says, but the Comforter, yep. which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Jesus said the Holy Ghost will come in his name. That's it. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance and whatsoever I have said unto you. That's it. So in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, when Jesus said, Go ye therefore teaching all nations, that right there means it's for everybody. 
Not just the Americans, not just the Africans, but everybody needs the same gospel. Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Well, according to John 5 and 43, the name of the Father is Jesus. And according to Matthew 1 and 21, the name of the Son is Jesus. And according to John 14, the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. So when you obey Acts 2.38, and you baptize in the name of Jesus. In Acts 2, the Jews were baptized. In Acts 8, the Samaritans were baptized. Every time, 19 times in your New Testament Bible that they were baptized, they used the formula of Matthew 28 and 19 because they used the name. And they obeyed Matthew 28 and 19 when they said, Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the only way that you cover the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost is to imply his name in baptism, which is Jesus. Amen. Let's look at some of these scriptures, Brother McMorris. Let's look at, uh, you know, something I want to chime in here with you if I can. Yeah. Uh, I told you I was going to let you go. When we look at this Great Commission, this is very, very important that we glean this. It says in 19, Matthew 28, 19, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Let's just stop right there for a second. And if you understand uh, biblical writings and, the, and uh, what was happening in this biblical times, today when we look across the, the mixed salad bowl of nationalities, uh, across the, the, the globe, we see all kinds of nations. And it's easy for us to grab the thinking that, that nations means, all oh, that's Asian, that's uh, whatever. You know, you, you list it however you want to do it. Right. You know, Slavic. And, but in this particular category, when Christ was talking about nations, people was categorized under three sects of people. Today you have them listed as European African or Asian. Right. Them are ethnic backgrounds. It used to be uh, Negroy, Kakaroy, and Mongoroy. And I think they've got away from those terminologies. But you have three ethnic groups. In biblical times, every nationality could fall underneath a Jew, yep. a Gentile, yep. or a Samaritan. So when Jesus says, go into all the earth, and teach all nations. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. He's talking about you need to cover the Samaritans. Yep. You, never co you need to cover the Jews. And you need to cover the Gentiles. So in Acts 2, the first time that the Jews was preached to about baptism that Jesus just told the disciples to do, this was the very first time. This was the first time after Jesus Christ ascended into heaven was baptism ever preached. Yep. So take Acts us to... Acts 2.38. Go ahead. So take us real quick. Take us to Acts 4 and 12. You could quote this, Brother Dickinson. All right. Oh, yeah. I better be better just to read it, you know. I'm I know it, brother. I know it. Acts 4 and 12. Acts 4 read and 12. That for it us. Says, Neither is there salvation... Neither is there salvation. That means there's no salvation. Neither right. is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men 
whereby we must be saved. All There's right, I did, I did that on purpose. Now I want you to back up and start in verse number 10. It says, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, yep. whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand here before you whole. Yep. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Right. Neither is there salvation in any other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's it. So here they are dealing with this. This same Jesus Christ, that by the name of Jesus Christ, whom you crucified, God raised him from the dead. This is the stone that was rejected by you builders and has become the chief cornerstone. Everything is built up off of the name, and there's not salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It don't get no plainer than that. There's not salvation in any other. If Father was a name, and if Son was a name, and if Holy Ghost was a name, which they're not, they're titles, but if they were a name, there wouldn't be salvation in those names because it said right here in Acts, neither is there salvation in any other for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I'm a son and I'm a father and I've got the Holy Ghost. But here's the deal, Brother Dickinson. If I write you a check for $10,000, you'd be doing backflips, boy. But if I write you that check and I put son of Jerry McMorris, or if I put father of Mercy McMorris, you're going to look at me and you're going to get down the road and you're going to be upset. And the first thing that you're going to say is why in the world didn't he put his name on there? Now, everybody knows I'm the son of Jerry and I'm the father of mercy. But you're going to say, yeah, but that doesn't matter. You know, that doesn't matter what you are. What matters is who you are. And I need your Ooh, name applied to this. Now. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm. See, what he is is a father. What he is is the son. What on, he man. is is the Holy Ghost. What he is is the creator. What he is is the Savior. He said, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. We know what you are. We know what God is. But what matters is who he is. And who he is is Jesus. The Jews didn't know. That's right. They didn't know. And so, so if you get down the road. who he was. They knew what he was. They knew what he was. They didn't know who he was. But if you get down the road, you're going to say, now, why in the world did you write here in this place of authority, in this place where everything all comes to fruition, where I get to cash the check, I needed to know who you are. I needed your name applied right here. You're going to say, why didn't he put his name on this? And here's the deal, brother. Everybody that's ever went down in water and came up without the name being applied is going to get down the road and say, why didn't I get his name on my life? Jesus said, many are going to come in that day. Many, he said, many are going to come in that day saying, Lord, 
We healed the sick in your name. We cast out devils in your name. And he would say, depart from me. I never knew you. Why? Because you ain't got my name on your life. I don't see my name That's right. That's right. nowhere. But I used your name. We use his name to pray for our food. We use his name to pray for the sick. We use his name when we get scared in the dark room and something goes bump in the night. We want to rebuke the dark out. In Jesus' name, why wouldn't you get his name applied to your life? Amen. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. You know, we are talking about who he is and how Jesus is who he is. When you research the name of Jesus, it'll take you back to his Hebrew meeting. And, and, it's, and the name of Jesus in the Hebrew is Yahshua. And that word Yahshua means Jehovah has become salvation yeah. or the self-existence one. God Almighty himself has become salvation. So when you see who he is, he's Jesus who is God manifested in the flesh. That's right. Here you go. Since you brought it out, I'm going to throw this at you. Moses is standing at the Red Sea and he stands up and he tells the children of Israel, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Hebrew there is stand still and see the Yeshua of God. See the Yeshua. And the literal translation is That's Moses right. stood there and said, stand still and see Jesus. Because everybody that's ever went through the water in your Bible has went through the water in Jesus' name. Went through it in Jesus' name. That's powerful. That's powerful. We see it Acts 2.38, the Jews got it. It was done in the name of the Lord Jesus. We see it Acts 8, 15 through 16, the Samaritans got it. It was done in the name of Jesus. We see in Acts 10, 47 and 48, that the Gentiles got it. It was done in the name of the Lord. We know that the name of the Lord, by looking at what Jesus said to Paul when Paul was struck down the road to Damascus, he said, Who art thou, Lord? And Jesus said, I am, I am Jesus, Jesus who now persecutest. So in Acts 10, 47, and, that's it. In Here Acts it is. 10, 47 and 48, when it said it was done in the name of the Lord. Here it is. I got, the, I got the list for you. In Acts 2 and 41, the Jews were Jesus' name baptized. In Acts 8 and 12, the Samaritans were Jesus' name baptized. In Acts 8 and 13, Simon the sorcerer was Jesus' name baptized. In Acts 8 and 16, they were baptized in Jesus' name. In Acts 8 and 38, the Ethiopian eunuch was Jesus' name baptized. In Acts 9 and 18, Paul, formerly known as Saul, was Jesus' name baptized. In Acts 10 and 48, the Gentiles were Jesus' name baptized. In Acts 16 and 15, Lydia was Jesus' name baptized. In Acts 16 and 33, the Philippian jailer was Jesus' name baptized. And in Acts 16 and 34, the jailer's entire family was Jesus' name baptized. In Acts 18 and 8, Crispus and the Corinthians were Jesus' name baptized. In Acts 19 and 5, the Ephesus church was Jesus' name baptized. In Acts 22 and 16, they talk about Paul again being baptized in Jesus' name. In 1 Corinthians 1 and 14, they talk about Gaius being Jesus' name baptized. And in 1 Corinthians 1 and 16, they talk about the house of Stephanius being Jesus' name baptized. And in, and in 1 Corinthians 10 and 2, Israel's Jesus' name baptized. 
come on with it now. Galatians 3.27. Many of you that have been baptized into Jesus has put on Jesus. There you go. In Romans 6, 1 through 6, it says many of you that have been baptized with Christ have been buried with Christ. As many as have been baptized have been baptized. Here's the deal. As many as have been baptized have been baptized into his death. Well, you can't show me where the Father died. And you can never tell me where the Holy Ghost died. But I could take you to where the Son died. So everybody that's buried and is baptized is baptized in the name. The reason the apostles didn't do anything else the reason that nobody ever baptized in a title is because they had the revelation when jesus said whom do men say that i am well who do you say that i am and they said thou art the christ and he said flesh and blood hath not revealed this but my father which is in heaven and upon this rock not the rock of peter but upon the revelation that jesus was God upon this rock will I build my church that the gates of hell should not prevail against it. You know, Brother McMorris, that 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 scripture there has such a profound understanding in our day and time and if we'll look at biblical times as well as all through history, this revelation of who Jesus is has been trying to be stomped out by the devil. And we see all through the book of Acts where the Jews persecuted and locked up the disciples. And this is what they said to them. They said, we forbid you to preach in that name. That's right. They didn't forbid them to do anything but to preach in the name of Jesus. That's right. That's what they wanted them to stop. See, that there's power in that name, man. That's right. There's anointing in that name. That's and people truth. say, oh, y'all get hung up on a name. Yeah, I got hung up on a name because that name got hung up on a cross. That's and you see, truth. that name is what delivered me from the demons that I had, brother. The bigotry that I had, shooting that dope that I had, that living in yep. a lifestyle of sin, committing adultery, that lying, that stealing. Those were the things that delivered from me by the name of Jesus. And truth. all throughout history, after the book of Acts, we see them continue to try to stomp out the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus had always been used until after the Nicene Council when they adoctrinated the Trinity to be the dogma for the church. Yep. And, and, and we're going to get on that a little bit later on when we get to talking about the Godhead. But right now, what we're looking at is we think in our mind that the church has always done it in the name in the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but nope, they haven't. They have The Catholic Church will tell you that they initially done it in the name, in the of, name Jesus. of Jesus. Well, the, the, the devil wants us to remove the name of Jesus out of the church because he knows there's power in that name. The Bible That's says where the authority lies. Every tongue will oh, you beat me to it. Jesus Christ is the Lord. You the beat Supreme me. You, you beat me to it because this this what are we gonna end off with this one is you said it right that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So if the Father does have his own knee and the Holy Ghost has its own knee, 
they'd be bowing at the name of Jesus too. But we're going to get into that when we get into the Godhead. That's right. And so everything bows at the name of Jesus because Matthew 28 and 19, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost is all wrapped up in Jesus. You see, Jesus ain't in the Godhead. In Jesus. The Godhead is in Jesus. The Godhead is in Jesus. All right. That's Colossians 2. That's it. But we're going to get into that when we get into the Godhead. All right. We got a two-minute warning, Brother Dickinson. All right, brother. All right. Let's 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 pray out and you run the thing real quick. God bless us, touch us, Oh, us God, we thank you Give for your word, morning, God, Lord, Jesus. Jesus' name. Amen. Can't well, this has been good. Do us like Jesus. That's right. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Well, this has been good, and we look forward to getting back with you real soon, Brother Dickinson. I don't want to make any empty promises, but I'm telling you folks, we're getting back on the ball. And so y'all tune in, stay locked in with us. Y'all write us, stay connected with us. We love and appreciate every one of y'all. We're here for you all. That's why this ain't just for me and Brother Dickinson to sit around and pal around. We're here so we can bring more revelation to you guys. We love you and we appreciate you, and we're out of here. You've been listening to the Nobody Like Jesus podcast. A ministry of Nobody Like Jesus Ministries. Write us at Nobody Like Jesus, 4314 Landers Road, North Little Rock, Arkansas, 72117.